everybody welcome back to a comedian called Carl drinking coffee um, if you can hear some slight background chatter um, Hannah is currently partaking in a zoom quiz 8.42 UK time um, obviously that is what will that be um, Australia time it's, it's a Melbourne based one with friends I think that would probably be dinner time over there so it's the earliest um, pub quiz I've ever I've ever encountered I've never seen one cross time zones how is everybody what what we're going into another three weeks of lockdown that's the new development I think everyone expected it so they've extended it for indefinitely for th well for three weeks but the people think it'll probably go for a little bit longer than that um, how's everyone thinking that will go for them are you in your groove maybe you're in your groove now and you're like do you know what mate I could do it with my eyes closed now I might do it with my eyes closed <laughs> I want to sleep through it um, it's interesting isn't it um, oh a quick update on the birds at last episode um, was when I was sitting in the garden and there was so many birds guess what um, I've worked out why they're all nesting. It's a real. This must be like a nesting period. Uh, I've, just, I've basically the last couple of days. I've really seen what they're up to. There's a lovely little blackbird who is building a, a nest in a bush, just above where I do weights, which is quite nice. Although it does get a bit flappy when I'm there. Obviously, lifting up and dropping quite heavy sounding things. Um, the robins, I think, yeah, robins, are, they've already got a, quite a lovely nest in that sort of area. So they're just coming and going all the time. And I think the big dumb wood pigeons are building a nest as well. Hannah witnessed them picking up loads of sticks and then just dropping them by accident before flying off. So <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think they're growing to be my favourite birds that come into the garden. Because they're lovely looking pigeons, you know, they're like well-dressed pigeons. Um, but they just have a sense of like being a bit clumsy, you know. And um, yeah, imagine that apparently Hannah said she watched them pick up loads of sticks, thinking, right, collect all these, go and sort me nest out. And just at the last minute, when they're going to fly back to their nest, they just dropped them all and had that sort of gormless look of like, oh shit. So, mm. it's lovely though, lovely having uh, birds just doing their thing. It's quite a um, weird timing because um, obviously myself and Hannah, she, I mean obviously she's doing the main business here, uh, expecting our first child in June and we are somewhat nesting as well. You know, we're starting to rearrange things, sort of get rid of stuff. Actually yesterday in a, in a slight clear out um, of some cupboards and a chest, I found um, I think I didn't open the second box but I reckon I found about 50 um, Carl and Chris podcast mugs <laughs> that I didn't know I had so that is some old merchandise from a no longer with us podcast obviously we had one recently which was a little you know a little corona catch up and uh, but yeah officially that podcast is no more Mm. so 
yeah, I've, I've now come into 50 vintage Carl and Chris <laughs> mugs. So if anyone wants one, I'm talking once, uh, then you are absolutely welcome to them. Uh, I, I can't remember how much the postage is on them, so I can work that out. But if you want a Carl and Chris mug, they're actually nice mugs. They're basically, one side says the Carl and Chris podcast, the other side says Fish House, and they're just a lovely white, good quality mug. I want to, because you can't throw them away. I looked, at, I looked at online at things you can do to dispose of mugs. And, you know, they're all like, turn them into a lovely little uh, plant pot. It's like, fuck off, mate. Um, the one I was most drawn towards was you smash them and turn them into drainage rocks for the bottom of plant pots. But that does feel somewhat... I'll, I'll do that with a few of them. So, that you know, it might be quite nice that the final remnants of that but that podcast that was that was like you know the original me and Chris I, we were one of the first British comedy podcasts I remember when we were doing it I think it was us and Richard Herring um, and you had the sort of you had the Ricky Gervais ones which were from XFM but it wasn't that I mean in terms of any just bespoke just comedians talking podcasts we were one of the earliest ones we didn't know that we weren't like sort of let's do this man let's get in before it all happens we just happened to just be a couple of mates who used to have funny phone conversations I thought oh, why don't we record this and actually just see if we can put it somewhere online oh to be young again <laughs> flash forward what 12 years or something and now it's just me sitting on my own looking out a window at the birds if 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 I wasn't, you know, if it, this didn't feel like I'd developed this to be this person, that could almost be a sad end to that story, couldn't it? Oh, in the old days, me and my mate used to sit around and have a laugh, and now I'm just on me Todd. But, actually, it's all quite a happy, nice story. Chris now lives in LA, married, very happy. I'm, ha- I'm happily married, um, and just have be- I've become a bit of a hippie who likes sitting here having a coffee in the morning music. It's worked out for everyone, is what I'm saying. I'm sure one day me and Chris will, you know, find ourselves in a situation where we can do some form of project together. It'll be fun. What was I talking about before we got to that? Mugs. Yes, what I'm saying is, (laughs) before I went on that little reminisce, um, I've got 50 Carl and Chris mugs. That I've got to find something to do. I did look at. Um, there are some homeless shelters in the area, you know, places like that. Church halls, I think, could always do with mugs. Although, I'll have to explain to them. Look, this isn't some sort of guerrilla marketing campaign. I just want to get rid of these because there is something quite entertaining about the thought of, you know. Loads of people sitting around drinking out of Carl and Chris mugs with no idea what they're drinking, what it is, what it refers to. It's just got the words fish house on it. Mm. You know, it's just not exactly going to build um, a fan base, is it, of a thing that doesn't exist anymore and from 30 uh, homeless people that have popped in for a bowl of soup and a cup of tea. Anyway. So do let me know if you think um, I feel like that quiz is coming to an end. I've just had a round of applause. 
Uh, so I don't imagine a round of applause was for my homeless sheltered comment. If you want one, if you want a Carl and Chris mug, seriously, just let me know. I'll, um, I'll post forty to you. <laughs> Obviously, our oh shit post offices aren't open, so I wouldn't be able to because it's a package. We'll work something out. Um, if if uh, maybe if you live somewhere that I'm passing in the following months, once we're back in, yeah, once things open up again, then back to sort of moving around doing gigs. I could just give you one, hand it over like a sort of dr packet, a drug package. Mm -mm -mm. Ah. So that was yeah yesterday's cleaning episode. So I'm, yeah, we're going to discover some other funny things. We're clearing out loads of cupboards as our part of our nesting uh, months. We've got what? What have we got? T nine weeks left until. Uh, the child arrives and it's yes exciting man you know I'm yet to have that sort of blind panic that I think maybe I won't get it but I just I know some people go into a bit of a panic as you know thinking about am I ready are we ready you know I know Hannah's ready she's she's absolutely sailed through her pregnancy pretty well impressively like you know not I don't mean that in a She's been like it's been obviously a, quite a nice, smooth, no complication pregnancy. But even just like her sort of moods, you know, I've, we've got friends who said that like, during their pregnancy they were really sh at times quite <laughs> you know, sh uh, snappy at their partner and things like that. They, and not by choice. They said like they almost couldn't control it. It was like their hormones were like readjusting and all that. Hannah's not been different at all. It's been. Um, it's been a very uh, fun seven months so far, and uh, yeah, so she, I know she's prepped. I feel like I'm just, I'm sort of waiting for me to have one minor, like, oh my God, it's going to be so hard, but as yet, that has not come. I'm worried I'm setting myself up for a fall of thinking, oh, I'll be fine, and then flash forward two months of no sleep, and I'm just crying in the kitchen. Um, just oh I've just seen the time I've got to wrap it up it's amazing I remember when I first first episode of this I bloody there's so many episodes now I'm sorry that you know this experiment has actually gone on longer than I expected <laughs> when I did this I did I, I started this as a just ah oh, see what happens and now I sort of feel slightly um, like it's become part of my routine three days a week I'd almost now feel like weird if I didn't do it. This has become more for me than anyone else, by the way. Um, actually, I'll tell you what I was going to do. I will. I'll read. I, I mentioned it on uh, when I meant, went through my bookshelf. I mentioned a Simon Armitage poem that afterwards, a couple of, what, about two days later, I was like, oh, sh yeah, I wanted to have a read of that. It was from Simon Armitage's book, Seeing Stars. Um, I sort of, I said the wrong book when I was recommending it um, honestly if you are if you are a poetry fan you'll know Simon Armitage I think it's a national treasure um, if you don't if you have, I mean it depends obviously some people are a bit you know they think poet they hear the word poetry and all they think is pretentiousness and what I like about Simon Armitage is I think he's 
sort of good for people that think poetry is pretentious because he's so not you know what I mean he's such a just down to earth yeah, a lot of his poems are really normal like they just it's almost like Ken Loach poetry at times you know it's really in the world in the real world sort of stuff but also he can be really funny and silly and um I'll, I'll give you I'll, I'll tell you this is the one right God, I just realised how long it is. This is the one I mentioned where he, he wrote this poem from the perspective of a whale called The Christening. Have a listen to this, right? I think this is such a funny poem. Um, I am a sperm whale. I carry up to 2.5 tonnes of an oil-like balm in my huge coffin-shaped head. I have a brain the size of a basketball, and on that basis alone, I'm entitled to my opinions. I'm a sperm whale. When I breathe in, the fluid in my head cools to a dense wax and I nosedive into the depths. My song, available on audio cassette and compact disc, is a comfort to divorcees, astrologists, and those who have pitched the quavering canvas tent of their thought on the rim of the dark crater. The oil in my head is of huge commercial value and has been used by NASA, for even in the galactic emptiness of deep space it does not freeze. I am attracted to the policies of the Green Party on paper, but once inside the voting booth, my hand is guided by an unseen force. Sometimes I vomit large chunks of ambergris. My brother Jeff owns a camping and outdoor clothing shop in the Lake District and is a recreational user of cannabis. Customers who bought books about me also bought Do Whales Have Belly Buttons by Melvin Berger and Street Maps of Cardiff. In many ways, I've seen it all. I keep no pets, lying motionless on the surface I am said to be logging and lobtailing when I turn and offer my great slow flute to the horizon. Don't be taken in by the dolphins and their winning smiles. They are the pickpockets of the ocean, the gypsy children of the open waters, and they are laughing all the way to Atlantis. On the basis of finders keepers, I believe the Elgin marbles should remain the property of the British crown. I am my own god, why shouldn't I be? The first people to open me up thought my head was full of sperm, but they were men and had lived without women for many weeks and were far from home. Stuff comes blurting out. How good's that, mate? That's a, that is, you know, it's hard to write funny poetry. You know what I mean? Normally, it's, normally it sounds naff and like limericky, but to actually write a poem that is clever and funny is an absolute... Uh, I mean, it's such a real challenge, and Simon Armitage manages it. There you go. Welcome to uh, <laughs> Carl's favourite poems. Next time you'll be listening to oh, my favourite poem of all time is a, a poem called "The Rapture" by Galway Cannell. But let's not get onto that. Um, let me know your favourite poems, mate. You know what I mean? I uh, I should wrap this up. Fifteen minutes, and uh, so distracted I hardly finished my coffee. Mm. Anyway, what I'm saying is, if you want something to lighten your moods, have a read of some Simon Armitage, although some of them are quite sad. Um, I hope everyone's alright, and, uh, you know, staying sane.